everyone. Welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a movie that was released during this week in history. We're starting with mostly movies released in 1998. We hope that you enjoy our show and encourage you to participate in discussion about the episodes or what you hope to see in future episodes. So today is one of those days where we're not going to do one from 98. We had to get away from Titanic. Yeah, we had to get away from Titanic, and the only thing that came out was a reissue of Grease, and didn't really want to talk about that because it's a 40-year-old movie, not much more to say. So I I saw that it's the 26th anniversary of Beethoven, so this week we're going to talk all about Beethoven. The, the I love the dogs. Dog. Yeah. That was a fantastic dog. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're done talking about Beethoven now, yeah. so thank you for tuning in this week. Charles Grodin, he was, yeah. he was good. Um, no, we're not doing Beethoven. We're doing 10 years ago. Yes. And that is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. One of um, Judd Apatow produced films starring um, Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother and Freaks and Geeks fame. Also, Veronica Mars herself, Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell, and Mila, Mila Kunis. I think this is her first big thing after that 70s show. So. I think you're probably right. Uh, we also had Russell Brand in there, Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. thrown in side ages. characters. He doesn't age at all. Uh-huh. Um, and we'll get into all those characters here as we go through the movie. Or f- so, But the first thing, obviously, we do every week is we, we kind of talk about what did the box off... You know what? We didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steve. Hi. Anyway, um... The box office 20, year, 20 years ago, but really just T- 10, 10 years, years ago, years ago now. now. Yeah. Um, Way back when in 2008. Back when in 2008, the number one movie this week that came out was The Forbidden Kingdom with Jackie Chan. Um, we were just talking about that before we went on. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that movie a lot, yeah. but there's there's nothing to talk about for it. It's yeah. just a good movie. It's a good kung fu movie. Yeah. Take it for what it is. But Forgetting Sarah Marshall came in number two. Yeah, a strong second. And then it, it had pretty good legs. Yeah. Uh, it made back its money. It did. Um, that first week, it made 17, almost 18 mil. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, in today's money is probably about 25 million. So Yeah, not too bad. A respectable opening. Domestic, it made 63 overall. Mm-hmm. Which it had a production budget of 30. So, you know, it doubled its production budget. So that, that's going to break even or be pretty close just in domestic alone. So. Yeah. Worldwide, it actually did really well, too. Yeah. So... Um, it, it wasn't the biggest. I mean, it wasn't as big as Knocked Up or Super Bad or Four Year Old sure. Virgin, but it still did pretty well. And as we were talking about earlier, it's not going up against heavyweights either. No, it's it's April. Um, most of the time, April is a dumping ground for films. That's why we're having trouble finding them this yeah. month, honestly, because we looked at ten years ago, we looked at twenty years ago, we looked at thirty years ago, twenty five. Just wasn't happening. Nothing was coming out. Like I said, the only thing that came out 20 years ago was the reissue of Grease. And I know Grease is the word, but didn't really... No, Bird is like the word. Bird is the word, too. Okay. But yeah, I just didn't feel like doing that. No. So then I just... We were thinking of what to do. You know, we had a few ideas. Then I just was noticing, like, oh, that's on, you know, Netflix. I haven't seen that forever. Looked at it. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it in 10 years. So I watched it again. Really liked it. Uh, told Steve, hey, let's do this one. It's on Netflix. It's easy to find. It's 10 years ago this um, April. Mm-hmm. It came out the middle of April. So we're, we're rushing the gun a little bit. But you got to do enough. what you got to do yeah. in the April dumping ground. I mean, the movies it's up against this week, the top five. From this week when it was out, mm-hmm. The Forbidden Kingdom, which again, like I said, a good kung fu flick. Yeah. But not not going to win Oscars. No. 
uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Prom Night. Which I didn't even remember. I don't have any kind of recollection of them remaking that movie at all. 88 Minutes. Was that the one with Al Pacino? Probably. And Nems Island. Uh That's your top five. So, no heavy hitters. No. None that's really uh, popular anymore. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was the Al Pacino movie. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember he was in it. Yeah, and then, I mean... Some movies that have been out a few weeks, like Horton Hears a Who and yeah, Leatherheads. No, that was a big and, hit. But still, nothing. No, nothing Nothing that's that popular is going to stand the test of time. No, not really. Um, this was my first time seeing this movie. Yeah, like I said, I, I saw it. Uh, we went on a date. My wife and I went on a date to see this. We both really liked it, but I hadn't seen it in years. So I just was had some time a few days ago, and I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, this is really good. You know, Jason Siegel's just a fun actor you know you like him you just want to be friends with him so i i watched it and i i watched the whole thing in one sitting i you know i really liked it i wasn't even really on my phone or distract or anything like that mm-hmm. i just straight up watched the movie like this is really enjoyable i enjoyed it and it really starts off with a bang yes it does um, or a, or a thwap 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 yeah. <laughs> um like i i saw the movie years ago and at that time the the big thing was about um jason siegel doing full frontal nudity so yep. uh we were prepared when we saw it no nope, uh, not me steve it's been 10 years so we probably didn't remember those didn't stories, remember so. the discussion about that yeah within the first four or five minutes peter uh he jason siegel just drops his trial yeah and- i mean Kristen bell's breaking up with him and Sarah Marshall is, dr- is breaking up with him, and mm-hmm. and he's so surprised, he just drops his towel right there, and boom, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And good for you, Jason Siegel. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, good for good for him. Um, my favorite part of that scene is is the you can actually hear the skin thwapping together as he's helicoptering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just uh, that 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 was one of those moments. Yeah, you know. For Seagal, uh, Seagal. Not Seagal. <laughs> Seagal, yeah. Steven Seagal, full frontal nudity. That's what I want to see. But um, he really went for it, too. Oh, boy. It, it just makes it funnier because even after that moment, like, he's so distraught, he just doesn't put on anything. He just, no, and he says something to the effect of, I won't put my towel on or put my clothes on because then I know it's totally over. So I'll yeah. just sit here and cuddle and I'll be naked. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but so what the plot is, is um, Jason Siegel is a composer for uh, Law and Order CSI-esque show that's on TV that um, Kristen Bell's character Sarah Marshall is the star of. Right. Um, She's the big star. He's just kind of there. You see some um, montages of them on red carpets and he's holding the bag and being pushed out of the shot and everything like that. But they've been together for a while. Uh, They do a montage of him in sweats and eating cereal like out of a giant bowl watching bad TV. That sounds like my Saturday mornings when when my wife is gone. It's just like I get this giant bowl of fruity pebbles with milk with milk and uh, maybe some fruit loops on top of it. Yeah, so he's watching cheesy daytime shows and trying to compose something you don't know what it is yet and then he gets a call that she's coming over. Um mm-hmm. he's just she apparently showered for the first time in a week or so as you can tell. Spring um, break, that's about where I am. Yes. Yes, we're on spring break so we are both, you know, in comfortable clothes and not shaving or anything like that this nope. week. Nope. But, no showers, no shaving. Nope. We're good. But um, she breaks up with him because he is not really going anywhere in his career, and she feels like she's holding him. He's holding her back. So um, they break up, 
and he is very distraught. He is heartbroken. Um, oh, I, yeah. I forgot Bill Hader was in this. Yeah, so Bill Hader's when, in it. When he showed up, I really appreciated that. He plays his stepbrother. Stepbrother, yep. yeah. Um, and he's talking to him, and he's like, you know, go get laid. Just have some meaningless sex. And he tries a few he does. times. It's it's kind of There's depressing. Nothing. Yeah. The whole uh, moment is kind of depressing. So <clears throat> then he decides to go on <laughs> you vacation. Know, you know, my favorite part of all the, the montage of him having sex with random women was the one woman he's looking at and he keeps saying hi back and forth yeah, with. Yeah, hi, hi. <laughs> and she says, he goes, would you just not say that again? And she's like, you can ball, you can gag me. <laughs> you want to? Well, now I well, do. Well, now I do. <laughs> I just laughed at that. Yeah, I liked her. I liked the one that didn't move to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But after, you know, nothing really is working for him. It's not helping him get over Sarah Marshall at all. He decides to go on a vacation by himself and he just hops a plane to Hawaii. Hawaii. No Sarah, reservations. No reservation or anything. But Sarah Marshall told him about this really nice place. And Bill Hader is his uh, stepbrother's like, don't do, do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. She's that, that. If you want to get away from her, don't go to the place that she told you about. Yeah. So um, he goes there. And he doesn't have a reservation. He meets the very nice um, concierge, concierge, like the hotel clerk. Yeah. Says, oh, we don't have anything. We have one room open at $6,000 a night. This is Mila Kunis' character, Yeah, this by is the Mila way. Kunis, who, you know, when she was on that 70s show, never cared for. I thought she was no. really annoying on that show. Yeah. But when I saw this, oh, my God, she has such personality that, and yeah. spark. She, like, she's about the only person that I'd root for someone to be with over uh, Kristen Bell, who I just love too. I just, so. I actually, that's in my my questions for the thing. Mila Kunis or Kristen Bell, because that's a tough choice. Yeah, but she she's so sweet in this, and she's like, well, we don't have anything open but the $6,000 a night suite, but no one's ever there, so you just have to clean up for yourself, and I'll just... Well, she's not going to give it to him initially. Oh, yeah, but then... And then Kristen Bell yeah, walks in with... Sarah Marshall comes in with... Um, her boyfriend at yeah. the time, Russell Brand. Mm-hmm. And Who's playing, you know, a really douchey kind of rock, rock star yeah. that, you know, is all into the, you know, hippie kind of um, yeah. vegetarian movement and all that. He's got all the different tattoos that oh, they talk yeah. about at one point where he has like all the different culture tattoo tattoos on him. Um, they actually made a spinoff to this called Get, Get Him to the Greek, which is terrible. Yeah. It that's is got, horrible. <laughs> that's got Jonah Hill in it again, but not playing the same character. Which was odd. Yeah. Because yeah. it would actually would have made sense for Jonah Hill to play a, the same character who kind of was in love with Russell Brand. And... Yes. That, that would have been interesting. But it's one of those things that he's really good in this because he's just there in small bursts. Russell Brand? Yeah. Yeah. So he's good in this. I don't really like Russell Brand that yeah, much. But he's good in this. because he's, he's good there, here. And he's playing this character. It's not a character that you should make a movie around that'd be like no. making kramer the movie or kramer the tv spinoff it wouldn't have worked wouldn't work he's good in small little things so yeah um he's at the front desk and all of a sudden um sarah marshall and her new boyfriend show up mm-hmm. he's this world famous musician so he's you know more popular better looking and everything like that than uh jason siegel mm-hmm. um and then yeah she's like okay i'm just gonna let you have the room just yeah. clean up after You're yourself. not officially a guest here, so you have to clean up after yourself, but you got the room. The only people who come here are like Oprah. Yeah. And she's the not only coming. Per- the only person that can afford this is Oprah, so you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. 
So he gets the room and he stays there and it's a beautiful room. Mm -hmm. But to get to his room, of course, first he has to walk past uh, Sarah, Marshall. Sarah Marshall's room. Mm -hmm. And, and they're he, sitting there. That and that's one of my favorite parts where he's on the phone. With, <laughs> he's uh, following. Him. Yeah, where he's on the phone with Bill Hader. She, he's like, All right, I'm just gonna follow him. And you just hear because he like puts the phone down. And you're just like, Don't do it. No, go you to your ass. room. Go what to your room. Doing? And just him like screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. And then like she turns around, she's like, Hi, and he's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hear Bill Hader on the other end of the phone just screaming at him. Yeah. So uh, that part's hilarious. So. Um, he's trying to avoid Sarah Marshall throughout this time, but they keep bumping each other. And he also meets a lot of people he likes. Lots of Paul people. Rudd, who's the surf instructor who's, you know, few brain cells short <laughs> at this point. A lot of brain cells short at this point. He never remembers introducing himself to yeah. Jason Siegel's character. And introduces himself numerous times mm -hmm. every time they meet. And then there's Jonah Hill that Jonah plays Hill. the waiter at like the restaurant bar. Yeah, um, really big. Um, the big Samoan uh, dude. Samoan dude. I don't know who that is, but yeah. he was funny. Yeah, he was good. And the bartender. So he meets yeah. all these guys. You know, as all this stuff going on, but he just keeps running into um, Sarah and her new boyfriend. It just keeps happening. Mm -hmm. um, the one of the best parts too is later in the movie he has to leave. That room that he's yes in. he's in that suite for a while but then Oprah the or whoever movie, does yeah. come no it's so it it's was somebody some, somebody it was some you know flash in the pan yeah you know young celebrity at the time so he had to leave and the only room that's open is <laughs> the one, the right, one right next, next to Sarah Marshall and that you they have a cool you know shot um the director of this actually went on to do the Muppets with Jason right. Siegel uh, their friends uh, Nick Stoll he's he, you know it's a com it's a comedy but it's actually got a really nice visual palette because there's this part where you see um. Jason Siegel, he's sitting on, on his, his little porch, porch thing. and yeah. he's like, this is the only room they had. And then they and do this nice out a little pan bit. back and you see, you know, Sarah Marshall sitting on her on porch, the other porch. So, uh, yeah, so um, that's really funny. But of course, as the movie goes on, he's falling for the concierge. Mila Kunis, um, yeah. Yeah. They go for a nice time on the beach. They go on that hike mm -hmm. out to like some cliff edge or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they jump off. Yeah. You know, the whole thing's about, you know, take the chance. Take so the chance. So he leans in to kiss her and she jumps. And he's like, oh my God. Yeah, and then he jumps. He, he kind of jumps off. He kind of slides <laughs> he down. He slips this. off and then kind of has to backflip himself off mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. And um, he also told her at this time that what he's working on is a Dracula yeah. musical that he wants to a, do with a, puppets. A, a Dracula rock opera, opera with puppets. Yes. So now he, they could have made that movie. I'd have probably watched it too. Yeah. Actually, no. They, that's that's how he got the, the end. Muppet movie yeah. too. Because they're like, oh, he really like because he really liked the Muppets. He so does. That's how he got. That's kind of yeah. where that whole thing came from. So, so he tells her that he's making this, and he plays the song at the bar. She gets interested and, yeah. and kind of surprises him by getting him to play the song at the bar. Mm -hmm. um, and I, everybody in the bar, kind of thought it was different. Uh, she, of course, loved it. Yeah, and so did so did the. The weird Hawaiian bartender guy. Uh-huh. He kind of liked it a couple times, cheered. Yeah. Um, their relationship starts to starts to blossom a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually, of course, they get drunk together, and it's time to it's time for them to have sex. Yeah, again on the wall on the with <laughs> his <laughs> yes. ex and her new boyfriend. So yes, she she wait. Oh, this is after they also all have dinner together. Cause oh Sarah, yeah, Sarah's starting to you know be jealous or have feelings for him again so well she's also realizing that russell brand's character is a douche yeah 
Yeah, and she there's a lot of times where she'll remember something that he, you know, that her old uh, boyfriend did, and the a new one won't. So like the tea, like the shirt, wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, wearing the Hawaiian shirt, yeah. which he just hates. Yeah, he hates it, but you know, like Jason Siegel would have just worn it just because she had she, given it, yeah, to, she him, had given you know? it to him. So they're, yeah, they're at this nice little restaurant, and um, he just kind of says, "Oh, hey, if you want to join us, go ahead." And yeah, just being nice. Yeah, and she Sarah goes, "Oh yeah," and then Russell <laughs> he's Brand, apologizing profusely to yeah. Mila Kunis. I, I did not know. And I love Russell Brand's line too. He's like, "Oh, okay, we're doing this." <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they're they're all drinking except for um, Russell Brand because he's uh, covering alcoholic. Seven years. Yeah. Tattoos on his neck for it. So um, yeah, they they get drunk, they go back, they have sex, and then uh, Sarah Marshall can hear it. So because right wakes, on the other wall, yeah, I mean, she wakes up um, <laughs> the rock star, and they she starts trying to sort do of it, has and he's sex, like, and he's like, no, and so they have a big. Yeah, um, they have a fight. They break up. Yep. So then... Um, well, he's also leaving. This is one of my favorite things about him is he goes, yeah, I'm leaving on an 18-month tour of the yeah. world and going to 43 countries. And she's like, well, when were you going to tell me? And he goes, I just did. Yeah. And she also <laughs> just found out her show was Yeah, canceled. her show has been canceled. So, and he goes, hey, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You didn't want to do that anyway. So he, he doesn't have any kind of... Um, he has no real tact for her, and she goes and talks to um, Jason Siegel, and he does have compassion. And he talks to her. So then, yeah, the next day, he's all aglow because he's got this new doesn't drink for breakfast. Yeah, he he's got this new you know person that he's really digging, and talks to Russell Brand. He's like, yeah, I'm leaving. So he goes to see uh, Sarah, and she tries to come on to him, and they they, they start. He starts being seduced, and it won't work for him <laughs> and he's just like no 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 no, yeah and he goes and tells Mila Kunis he's yeah. honest he goes right up to her and says hey you know mm. some stuff happened blah 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 and then of course it's the third act where they break up and yeah. she doesn't want anything to do with them and he standard goes, standard third act stuff yeah and then he goes back and he gets his life together he doesn't eat the as much cereal he still is eating the cereal he still eats cereal uh, and he gets his he gets his rock opera rock opera and they have you know and some sort of a little I don't know. It's like a little community bar theater thing. It looks yeah. like, I guess. So you you get to see one of his um, numbers, and mm-hmm. it seemed very interesting. It was very interesting. And then, of course, at the end, you see that she's there now because she just ran away to Hawaii when she had a bad breakup and just stayed there. And now so she came back. Now she came back indefinite. She doesn't know how long, but she's gonna think about going back to school. Uh, they said, "Hey, we're gonna." get together she walks in on him when he's changing his name yep. so again that, that's a good bookend of the movie yep and, and it's it's not like they get together at the end of the movie but you just but it's kind of like happen. it's gonna happen hey you know what i'm here you're here we like each other we're gonna keep this going it's not like a lot of movies that end with the two characters just instantly getting together yeah or this kind of leaves it open it's like hey let's do this you know yeah. um in terms of the actual plot, I mean, that was it. Mm-hmm. There's not much to a plot of this kind of movie. No, but it's all about the characters. But it's all about the characters. And, you know, when we get down to our, our champions of the film, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But honestly, this was a film that I really just enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest comedy ever. And, and it's it's super predictable in a lot of ways. Yeah. But it's fun. But the personalities in it are so yeah. good that you just – it's. It's a fun hour and 40 minutes, and yeah. they're in Hawaii, so you don't mind the, you know, backgrounds or anything like that. It's nope. It's pretty. It's very bright. All of it is really a lot of bright colors that they've used. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just look at the palette, even the stuff they wear, it's, 
you know, other than Russell Brand, they're all wearing blue, green, red yep. colors that really pop off the screen. So it looks really nice. Yeah, and it made me realize that I kind of need to get to Hawaii one day. Yeah, I'd like to go there too. Although you always see that in movies and you go, wow, Hawaii is a beautiful place. And it, pro- and it is a beautiful place. But, I mean, what they show you is like this little 1% of Hawaii that's really, really, really nice. That's right. And I'm the saying. rest of it's kind of... <laughs> scummy and sleazy mm-hmm. from what i've been told so but, but you go to the hotel so that's yeah you stay. i'm just gonna stay on the resort that i go to yes and i'll just do their little tour things that they tell me to do mm-hmm. other than that i'm not gonna go visit dog the bounty hunter oh why not i don't know i mean i bet he doesn't live in the best area of town eh, he's got a lot of money probably does he does have a lot of money now you should get a uh, matching earring like he has too i have one right there <laughs> um no i don't have an earring um, honestly though, a good hour and what, 40 minutes, yeah, hour and like, 50 minutes, yeah, something like 40, that. Hour 50. It, it's it just a fun by. movie. Yeah. It was just fun. It's a movie that I paid attention to the whole time, but at the same time, if you've seen it a couple times, you can turn it on while you're doing something else mm-hmm, and still, and just still get the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. I, I think I would find myself sitting down at some point, you know, I'd probably do a couple things and then sit down and go, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and finish watching this. Mm-hmm. It's not one that I just keep doing something during. Yeah. It would be one that, like I said, I would just, I'd probably do one or two things and go, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and sit back down. And it's one of those that are like, I'm going to fold laundry. Yeah, and turn this just, on. Yeah, but then you. You wind up sitting down. Yeah, you sit down and the laundry yeah. doesn't get done. Yeah, exactly. Um, Does it hold up today? Well, it's only 10 years old. You know, but it's funny because it's 10 years old, but it is of that time. Because we're going to talk about this a little bit later, too, that. This was, you know, I'd say 2004 to like 2015 was mm-hmm. Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. Time. Like, he did all of the movies. Mm-hmm. He either produced them, wrote them, directed them, something. Right. And this is one of those. And, like, there's, it, they all fit into the same kind of pattern, you know. They're all like each other. Uh, very similar to John Hughes of the 80s. You could tell one of, one of his movies. Granted, it's usually because there's a... <laughs> actor from freaks and geeks in it but yeah or undeclared but yeah so you could always tell which ones he had a thing in but this movie i think it would go near the top of all those movies it's just a really enjoyable one yeah and like you said we're going to talk about some of his movies a little bit later kind of like we did what last week yeah or two weeks two weeks ago um no last week still but yeah, still two podcasts, two podcast, whatever. But yeah, when we did it with DiCaprio, we're gonna do the same thing. We'll do the same thing with his movies. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like I I enjoyed it just as much as I did ten years ago, mm-hmm. and especially because all the actors are still popular. They're still um, relevant. Yeah, Kunis and uh, Kristen Bell has done two more movies together. The Bad yeah, Moms, the Bad Moms movies. movie, which I I love. It's it's not great cinema but it's fun just mm-hmm. like this it's fun to sit down for an hour and a half two hours and watch those movies yeah and they just they have a good chemistry together too the two of them mm-hmm. you don't see it too much in this movie because there's not a whole lot of they scenes where they interact that, yeah but in the two bad moms movies they're they're really good together mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think it still holds up like you yeah. said the, the actors are still very relevant yeah they're, they're, they're still, still funny it's yeah, not they're like, still popular i mean and and the, the references that they're making aren't so old yeah there's now, maybe we're old. Yeah, there's one or two that I'm like, ooh, that didn't age well, but I don't even remember what but they were now. It didn't take away from anything. It's not no. like I sat there in the scene and went, ooh, that just ruined that scene. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I know when this movie's made. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your best scene in the movie? 
uh, you know, it's either the breakup scene, the naked breakup scene, or when, you know, he's talking on the phone with Bill Hader and he's just following uh, her. It's one of those two. Probably yeah. the most iconic scene is the breakup scene. The breakup scene. scene is the most iconic. Um, I think my favorite scene, and I don't know why it was it was the rock jump, just because you're like, oh, he's actually going to, oh, God, he's not. Yeah. And he's oh, just he's, hanging on yeah. the edge of the cliff oh, there. symbolism. He's going to jump off the cliff, and then he just falls <laughs> he's just, over. And he's yeah, just, like, okay. hanging there. And I guess in a way that is kind of symbolism for, for what he's talking about, because he's talked about how this this whole rock jumping thing, oh, this is so symbolic. I'm, I meant it as a metaphor. And then it winds up being a metaphor for him because mm-hmm. he he's like, I'm going to do it. And then as he starts to do it, he just holds on. Yeah. Until the very end. When Until the very end when he kicks off and lets go and mm-hmm. falls into the water. And yeah, I enjoyed that that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst scene? I, I don't know. I'd say probably when they break up because it was so cliche and, you know, oh, we got to do this because this is what these kind of movies dictate. But I mean, yeah. Nothing really new about it. Um, then he does the thing where he gets punched because he takes her naked picture down that, you know, her old boyfriend took when she got drunk at that bar. And yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I think the breakup was, like you said, cliche. And, and we're talking about the Mila Kunis and Jason yeah. Siegel breakup. Yeah. That was cliche because that's just kind of, I mean, you saw it coming. Yeah, like I said, it's okay. It's the end of the yeah, second we're getting, act into the third we got act. So. 20 minutes left. Yeah, we we got to do this got, now. We got to break up. And, you know, it, it was just paint by numbers where the rest of the movie... It was, you know, very following a pattern too, but it was so fun. That the characters were good though. Yeah. The characters interacted so well that it didn't matter. But that scene right there, it's only those two characters. Uh-huh. And it, eh, and, it just know, has to happen. That, the way that they made Mila Kunis, I don't like her character. I don't, I don't think, know. I think she'd have been like, cool. Glad you told me. Yeah. You know, let's move on. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't think it fit her character well. Yeah. That she I, got that bothered me a little. Yeah. yeah. That bothered me a little bit because I think, I think you're right. She would have been the type of character that would have been just like, Oh, okay, stupid. I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. I could see she was coming on to you because she even makes a comment about that at some point earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you I'm glad you realized that you're over her now. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what's your champion of the film? You know, because the whole movie revolves around him. It's Jason Siegel. You is know, it? he, everything, like, I think he is in 95% of the scenes. Yeah, he is. maybe one or two that he's not. Right. And everything revolves around him. So he had to have such a... Um, presence that you had to like him even when he was like depressed he's still funny and i just think you know people weren't sure if he was going to be like a leading man a big star this time he did a good job with this Uh, he was really good but i mean you could also give it to mila kunitz who like again was just adorable yeah i went a different direction with this and i gave it to all of the supporting actors. Yeah, I could see that, and that's that's another thing that Judd Apatow yeah does so well. he does it so well producing produced films. I that, mean, Paul Rudd, Russell Brand, who I hate in movies, was good mm-hmm. in this. I think because as you mentioned, it's a short yeah. stint for him. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of like making a movie about the Minions from Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't do. That I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch a movie about the Despicable yeah, Me. Yeah, an hour minions. and a half of those. That'd be really. Yeah, rough. where they get really big and they have to chase people around. That would just yeah. be a horrible movie. Um, but that's the way Russell Brand is. But in this movie, in these little bits, he's good. I yeah. liked him. Paul Rudd, who I think is a fine, fine actor anyway. I, yeah, he, he I, holds I leads fine. Yeah. In his small role, was really good. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, he was really good really good. The Samoan guy, who I don't know who it is. Yeah, really good. And then the big um, bartender, the big well. bartender guy. Yeah. So I give it to all of the supporting cast because I think they really were that yeah, Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. And I, Bill Hader's wife. <laughs> Bill Hader's wife. Oh, and um, we didn't even mention the other couple. 
Oh yeah, Jack, uh, Jack Breyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give it to them because he was. I love the part where he finally is having sex with his wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Christ is in with you. Christ is with you." I like it. She's like, well, "I can do something else." No. That's not where that goes. <laughs> they didn't put a mouth on yeah. Put a mouth up here. No. <laughs> he says something to the effect of, if I was God, I wouldn't have put a sewage, or a, I wouldn't have put a garden next to a sewage system or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're really good too. Yeah, so the supporting, I, I like that champion of the film. It's just all the supporting mm-hmm. roles. Yeah. Um, would it do well today? Uh, yeah. I th- It'd I mean, be fine. I, I think it would do the same. Yeah. It would. I don't see it doing any worse. No, I don't really see it doing any, any better. better. Yeah, it, it it is what it is. Yeah, you know, I don't think any of them are that much bigger of stars than they were ten years ago. No, not really. Um, Kristen Bell maybe in some circles because of some of the stuff she's done with Disney now. Yeah, but I mean, but that's not the circle that's going to watch this movie. No, I b- because people at that time knew who she was. Yeah, she was. She was Veronica, Veronica Mars, Mars and, and she had done a few other things. Yeah. So. Mila Kunis is coming off of, like you said, the 70s show, so mm-hmm. people knew who she was. Um, he was on How I Met Your Mother. He, yep, he was on How I Met Your Mother. Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd. Yeah, so, I mean, like, they're not any bigger, but... No. Yeah, so, it's going to do the same. Yeah, it's it's not going to be any different. Paul Rudd being Ant-Man isn't going to make this movie yeah. a thousand it's, times more unless popular. He's Ant-Man. Unless he's Ant-Man in the film. Mm-hmm. Which he forgot about because he's, like, stoned all Which the time. Which he's stoned all the time. Um, would you... Who would you recast? And I don't know because I don't know. It's not old enough. I'm it's just... not old enough. The only one I, the only one I, I man, I racked my brain with this, and the only one I came up with was I could see Jenna Fisher for Kristen Bell, yeah, just because the characters are similar. But Kristen Bell was so good. Why would you recast her? Yeah, and Jenna Fisher's older. She is, but then again, we're old, so yeah. it fits. Yeah, like, like I said, it's only ten years old. I mean, they'd be good in these same roles. Yeah, they, they, it would fit, and mm. none of them have aged. No. Mila Kunis doesn't look a day older than she did there. Yeah. Neither Kristen does Kristen Bell. Bell. No. Neither does Paul Rudd. No. Paul Rudd's looked the same since... Jonah Hill's was. gone through 17 different phases of fat or skinny, but yeah. still, he looks the same. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'd recast anybody. Yeah. Just, if it was an older movie, if we're talking about this 10 years from now... Eh, maybe. Maybe. But yeah. but at, who's at, out. at this time, I just do the same roles. And would you? what would you pay to rent this movie? You know, I thought about this question as I was watching the movie. This is a poor question. Mm-hmm. Because people under thirty don't rent don't rent movies. Uh-huh. They don't know what a blockbuster is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know people. I, I think did you worked in a, in a video store, right? Yes. And a I know some other people. Mom and pa one. I know some other people who worked in video stores. And so we are a dying breed. Yes. My children will not know what a video store is. No, it's Redbox. It's Redbox, Redbox or it's or... Torrent. Yeah. You know. Torrent. Um, maybe Amazon. <laughs> would you would you torrent this movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, no, I was, like I said, I was really happy it was on Netflix because yeah. I remember I liked the movie mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it. I think I might own it. I don't know. Right. I, I probably do. But um, I just saw that on there and nothing sounded good. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a mood for a really good comedy and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, would you... So I guess the question of would you pay to do whatever you're going to do with this movie, yeah, you might as well go ahead and buy it. It's yeah. probably in a bargain bin somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'd just, buy it. Or just hope that it stays on Netflix for or a while. Or just keep it on Netflix, <laughs> yeah. Eh, we'll get, we'll t- <laughs> we could probably do an entire show on my opinions of Netflix. Yes. But we'll we'll digress on that one. Um, so we've done the movie, and we're only 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. but now we wanted to talk a little bit about Judd Apatow and yeah. his movies. Yeah, because, you know, it's too soon right now, but he really was... The producer for the last 
10 plus years that mm-hmm. most of the big comedies came from him you know yep other than maybe the hangover films i can't think of any big film that he didn't either produce star right right consulting produce yeah or at least give the person their start yeah because you know there there was the brat pack the rat pack everything like that yeah we don't really have a name for the jet apatow people but they're you no, know the same thing there. freaks and geeks pack i don't know I, I, no i don't know if i but, call them that. i don't know what i call them yeah. But we don't have a name for them, but you're right. He he really has been synonymous with this kind of movie so, and a lot of success. Yeah, for 14 years, from 2004. These are just some of the ones oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Anchorman. Yep. Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm-hmm. Talladega Nights. Yep. Knocked Up. Superbad. Mm-hmm. Um, Step Brothers, Pineapple Express, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Funny people, get them to the grave. Mm. Okay, well. Bridesmaids. Yeah, Bridesmaids. Wanderlust. Five-year engagement. Again, this is 40. Okay. This is 40. Anchorman 2. Trainwreck. Yeah, and Trainwreck was a pop star. Yeah. Which, you know, it did um, not do but, well, but that movie is really you funny. Know, but then he went a slightly different way with um, The Big Sick. Oh, The Big Sick, yeah. And that was, his and that was a great movie. Yeah. And it doesn't fit his... It still does. It still kind of does, but it doesn't fit what people think of as him. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you think about The Big Sick, it's about a comedian that hasn't grown up and still yeah. is kind of like in adolescence and the woman that kind of, you know, snaps him out of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's different, but it's still the same sort of um, Apatowian um, movie. So those are just the movies he's made. And like I said, other than maybe the Hangover films, he's done. Yeah. He's done all the major yeah. comedies mm-hmm. in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, because he's worked with Will Ferrell. Because mm-hmm. he knew Will Step Ferrell from and... long time. Yeah, Will um, Step Brothers Anchorman, which is still one of the most Ricky Bobby films. Yeah, Talladega Nights. Uh, he gave you know Jason Segel his start. He gave Seth Rogen his start, and mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's gone on to do a lot of stuff. Too. He has, you know, this is the end, all that stuff. Jonah Hill, he got his start. So without that, there would be no Twenty One Jump Street. Right. So even the ones that he didn't produce himself. He's got, you know, his finger on it. He does. Um, so what is, do you want to do a top five of yeah of Judd Apatow from five to one? Yeah. All right. Five. Let me look through them again. And, and, and let's, let's, you know what? I'm going to open it up to even beyond 15 years ago. Cause obviously he went back all the way to cable guy even. Yeah. With 96, you know, and even before that, uh, he did The Critic, which I might add, that The Critic was a great TV show. Yes, it was. Uh, I think my number five, I'm going Talladega Nights. Okay. I can see that. Um, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't make my top five because there are others that I felt like were better. Um, I would actually put my number five as The Cable Guy, even though it's not one of his best movies. It what was, he tried think, doing was good. Yeah, and it introduced me to him and mm-hmm. his... His his whole thought process. Mm-hmm. I liked the cable guy a lot. I still back then, of course, I was a Jim Carrey fan too. Yeah. Ninety six. I was still in high school. You know, we were we were sneaking out of high school to watch Ace Ventura and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna put Cable Guy at number five for me. All right. Um, my number four. I think I had to go Bridesmaids. Okay. A really good movie. Sure. Um, Kristen Wiig was great in it. Well written. Mm-hmm. You know, one problem that 
a lot of his movies have, either he produced or directed, probably could have been about 20 minutes short and Bridesmaids the same way. Probably. Um, my number four, I'm going to stick the big sick in there. Ooh, that's a good one. That just that and Marshall just barely missed my yeah. top five. The big sick, like we talked about a minute ago, it's a different feel for me from him. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a fantastic movie. Um, and I can never pronounce the actor's name, uh, but he's so good. I can never yes. pronounce his name. Kamil Kamil Nanjai. Yeah, I, I he, he's great in that. Um, he's great in the Mike Judge show. Yep. Um, on HBO, yeah, Silicon Valley. He's really funny on that. Yeah, um, he had one of the best parts of this year's Oscars, where they're talking about like diversity and everything. He's like, "Hey, for the first thirty years of my life, I saw all these guys I could relate with. That's white, you know. Yeah, hey, you can relate to me. It's, it's, you don't have to look like me. I yeah. thought that was you know really cool. So yeah, he's gonna be one of those. That's he's gonna be. He's gonna be around everything. a while. Yeah, he's gonna be in everything. He's gonna pop it. He shoot. He pops up in every movie oh, now yeah. already. Well, he pops into everything every here and there. Yeah, cameo I mean, for in everything. He was he he cameoed into um. Community, I think it was, yeah. for a little while. You know, stuff like that. So that's my number four. Yep. Um, my number three? Yeah. Knocked Up. Oh, that's a fun one. Yes. I like that movie. Um, kind of like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It showed that Seth Rogen could be a lead in mm-hmm. a movie. Um, sure. He's been one of our biggest comedy actors since then. He's done a lot of funny things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I again, it's just really sweet. Another one that could probably cut 10, 15 minutes off the movie. Sure. Um, but that was really good. Um, Paul Rudd, again, is great as the um, husband of his girlfriend's um, sister. Mm-hmm. They actually were spun off into their own movie called This Is 40, which had its moments. It's just not one of his it's, – it's not one of the top five of this. But No, it's yeah, not. Knocked Up is just funny. The first time I saw it, it I just laughed throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to have to go with um, number three, the 40-year-old virgin. Mm, I love Steve Carell. Yep. And the way Steve Carell was in the movie um, – only he could pull that off. Mm-hmm. I don't think another actor could pull off what he did. Yeah. And Judd Apatow cast him absolutely perfectly for that. Yeah. And it's another movie where you're not really making fun of him because no. you like him so much. Because he's a very decent, sweet <laughs> Steve- person that just kind of gave up on trying to have a love life. Steve Carell's character, you can't hate. No. He's not a bad guy at all. No, he's a very nice guy. You almost and, feel sorry for him in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, everybody's rooting for him in, even in the movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that because that's going to show up on mine, too. Yeah. Um, all right. Go for it. Number two, it was a hard decision between my number one and two, but my number two is Anchorman. Okay. I, I love Anchorman. It's yep. one of those movies. First time I saw it. Yep. Didn't really like it. And I happened to have been a manager at the theater that mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. So I'd keep going in and doing theater checks. And I just hit certain times of the movie. Yeah. And it just kind of but bludgeoned me to, like, I would start laughing. Anchorman. Like, not the bears. Why'd you wake the bears? And um, Anchorman's the milk's not... such a bad idea. All those lines just made me laugh. See, but Anchorman's not one that you can just... I think the first time you see it, if you just see little bits and pieces, you're just going to mm. be like, eh. Yeah, no, I saw the whole thing. I was just like, but if you watch the whole thing, I loved it. I mean, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, my number two is Step Brothers. Yep, yeah, Step Brothers is good. That is a movie that I need to rewatch because I only saw it once. It has plenty of quotable lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much room for activity. You know, that's obviously one of the biggest quotable lines. Mm-hmm. 
I just loved it. Will Ferrell is one of those actors, and I think you and I have talked about this before with him. I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan, but when he gets the right part, he's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, it's it's funny because if he's in the wrong movie, it's just no, it's horrible, painful. Like that yeah. movie he was in with Kevin Hart, where he was trying to go to prison. Yeah, is that Get Hard or something yeah, like that? that? That was bad. That was just bad. But yeah, when he finds when he finds that niche, mm-hmm. when he's like funny in a movie, yeah. he's one of the best. You know. Actors out there, I Ricky mean, Bobby, Step Ricky Brothers, Bobby. Anchorman, mm-hmm. you know, um, one that it's not actually produced by Jed Apatow, but I love um, the other guys. The other guys is good. That movie made me laugh harder I mean, than about your, anything else. Your Christmas classic of Elf, yeah, Elf, of course. And I Elf. even liked. There's a movie he did. Oh, what's it called? Like the 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 Lost World, or it's not oh, the Land Jurassic of the Land of the Lost. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. It's dumb, but I enjoy it. So. Lost the universe for like a hundred million dollars. It did. But. It did. That's why it's on like sci-fi at ten in the morning. At ten yeah. in the morning. So yeah, my number one though is Forty Year Old Virgin. Okay. Um, yeah. I love the movie. And the thing, like everything that you mentioned, Steve Carell was good. Yeah. But that had the murderers row of oh. um the supporting role, didn't it? Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen. Um, Kathleen Kathleen Kenner. Mm-hmm. Um. It even had, I can't think of her name, but like the one that played the stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. You know, she's really big now. She was in the Thor movies. She was in um, all those things. So, yeah, it just had, oh, um, and the girl, the woman from Glee. I can't think of her name. Oh, right um, now. man. Yeah. You, you know the one I'm talking about. The yeah. Big nose. So, yeah, it, it had the murderers row of supporting cast. And they were all, oh, and um, Falco, Romano, Falco. <laughs> was, the, was the third guy. They're yep. all so funny. And they all were so good in the movie. And yeah, Steve Jane Carell. Lynch. Yeah, and Jane Lynch. And Steve Carell was the anchor of that movie. But anytime he needed to take a break, these people would just... Leslie go. Mann, Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Yeah, oh yeah. Elizabeth Great Banks. characters. Mm-hmm. Great actors and actresses. Yes, it was just, you know, it's one of the best casted... Um, comedies the last probably 30 40 years because yeah. and everybody in that movie is thrown 100 there's oh, nobody yeah. that wasn't in one of their best roles you know it's one of seth rogan's best roles even though he was supporting i love the scene when, with elizabeth banks where she's in the bathroom i know exactly where you're and going Steve with this Carell is like oh i can't do this seth rogan just happens to be there and he just like shrugs his shoulders and jumps <laughs> into the bath with her yeah it's like i'll do it yeah um that movie and you know, it's again. This comes down to like we talked about a few weeks ago. This is splitting hairs here. Yeah, because these are fantastic movies. Yeah, I mean, like you put on any of these five movies and I'll watch them. Oh yeah, at any time. Uh, my number one is Anchorman. Yeah, that you know, I you had... can't you can't argue with it really. I mean, you could put it anywhere in that top five list, mm-hmm. and I can't argue with you no matter where you put it in that top yeah. five list. It's funny when I was thinking of my one or two. I'm like four year old virgin or Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Four year old virgin is the better movie. Yeah, There's actually, characters. probably. There is characters. There, oh, in, there is in a plot. Anchorman has no plot. I just like the but dumb, stupid yeah. humor in it. But is it? It's probably funnier than Four Year Old. Probably, Brandon, but the characters you like more than yeah. I mean, like Steve Carell again. He's great. That's another one that almost every single yeah. I'd say every single person in that is supporting role too is great. Again, yeah, you got Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Um, David Kuckner. Um, yeah. You got um, Fred Willard, oh who um, one of my favorite things is just his scenes where you can tell he's improvising the phone on like the stuff with his son. He's like, "Yeah, nope, 
Put the lighter down. We will talk about this when you get home. Christina Applegate's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rogen again. Paul F. Tompkins is yeah. great. Danny Trejo. Yeah. It, um, the anchor battle is yeah. just great. Like I said, there's so many quotable I lines from that. I wouldn't put Anchorman 2 in there no. in my top five. No. No. Well, but Anchorman 1. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things that none of those movies that were lightning in a bottle you could ever make a sequel to that was happening. No. You can't. I mean, because it's... And I felt that way with The Hangover, too. Yeah. They well, knocked The Hangover out of the park, and mm-hmm. then they brought it number two. I'm like, eh. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but the only reason I didn't put Anchorman as number one is, like I said, I think if I'm going to say, okay, the people that I want to root for, I'm going to root for 40-Year-Old Virgin over yeah. Ron Burgundy. I see know? that. I see I'm, that. I'm going to want him to have a happier ending than the other one. And sure. it, they just had more of a story. But yeah, Anchorman is still... Like I said, I, I've seen it countless I mean, times and I'll still laugh at it. Think of some of the movies we just left off of our top five. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who like Walk Hard. Yeah. Um, what else have we left off? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which we just did. Mm-hmm. Which I think could – I couldn't argue if it was in a top five. Yeah. It's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all share this common theme and we've hit on it so many times today. The, the supporting characters are just so good. Yeah. And that's what makes these movies work because you can have a good main role, mm-hmm. but if you don't have the supporting cast, it doesn't work. You know, look at Bridesmaids. That's, yeah, that's gave Melissa McCarthy her career. It did, it did. And what's interesting is none of these actors and actresses, uh, you know, to compare since baseball season just started to compare it to that, none of them are hitting home runs in their in their movies. But everybody in the game, everybody in the movie is hitting a double. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. As opposed to like a lot of movies where you have one guy hitting home runs and everybody else. Eh, yeah. Maybe singles, maybe a walk. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. hitting a double. Yeah. And it's it's just really good. Mm. And so even when the, the lead has to kind of take a step back for a few seconds. Yeah. The supporting cast holds them up so well. Yeah. I mean like going further with that, you know, with baseball, the lead would be the um, pitcher. Yeah. He's got to keep the game going. And supporting people are just knocking in those runs yeah. to just make his life easier. And it's just so good the way that that crew – and I think part of it is that so many of them have done so many movies together. Mm-hmm. They're so comfortable working together. Yeah. And none of them are – none of them have these egos when they're together that's like, well, I'm the star of this movie. Yeah. Paul Rudd will come into any of these movies, do 10 minutes. Another one that we didn't have on there that we could have easily put was the I Love You Man with uh, yeah. Seagal and Seagal again. We're Seagal. doing Steven Seagal and Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seagal <laughs> and Rudd. And yeah. that movie was really good. Yeah. So, honestly, I mean, as long as as long as long I'm around, I'm going to keep watching Apatow movies. Yeah. And it'll be funny in 10 years. Are they, they going to Are they going to be seen as, you know... Not quite maybe the John Hughes because it didn't capture the generation, but you know right. the guy's like, man, he did all those big movies. I mean, John Hughes, you're right, captured the '80s. Yes. If you watch a John Hughes movie, you it's know exactly when that movie took place. Uh-huh. It's not quite that way with Judd Apatow movies. Who knows? Maybe in 20 years we'll think it is. Who knows? We're too close, but yeah. Is there really a a theme and a style for this decade? I don't know because the eighties, the seventies had this unique theme and style, and sort of mm-hmm. the eighties and the nineties sort see, of. You're starting to see it in the nineties because we're getting far enough away. Yeah, we're starting to see the the flannel shirts tied around the waist, mm-hmm. grunge music, grunge and... music. Yeah. So what's the two thousands going to be? I don't know. 
I, I just know that we've talked about this before. I can tell when I stopped listening to music because that's what the same music I listen to now. Yeah, me too. And it's right about 2000. Yep. I stopped. <laughs> Once NSYNC and Limp Biscuit and all of them became big, I'm like, I'm on. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good now. Thanks. And now I listen to podcasts most of the time. Yes, me too. So, um, so that that's this week. That's really this week. Um, I, you know, to kind of wrap this up, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just go out and watch it at some point if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. Pay it's attention on, to the Netflix. small details. Yeah. yeah, it's a free watch now. Go as long as you got Netflix. Yeah. Um, and someone you know should have Netflix. So. Someone you know has Netflix and can loan you their password. Yeah, definitely watch it. You know, have fun. And then kind of watch some of the other stuff, you know. Yeah. After this, watch The Muppets because it's by the same people. I'm going to be honest with you. The Muppets is one of those shows that now I'm a huge Muppets fan. Mm-hmm. I liked the old Muppets Take Manhattan and the Muppet movie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was a little bit, eh, I don't yeah, know about this new Muppets. But it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun too because mm-hmm. it was the first one without Jim Henson. And- yeah. And then, you know, you could watch Muppets Watch I Love You Man, which is the same kind of people. And yeah. J- there's just a lot of good fun comedies that aren't going to change your world but are a good hang. Yeah. So that's what we have for this week. Um, are yeah. we Are we doing that? We uh, we have an idea for next week. We're going to just put it TBD, but let's just keep saying that there ain't nothing coming out. So No. No, we're still we're still jumping now in 2 weeks we will be back on, yes, on schedule. Because um, finally we're going to knock Titanic out. Uh-huh. We're, we're going to talk about, God help us. Lost in space. Um, lost in space. And we're pushing that back a week because it actually would have come out. Yeah, it would have come out this here. This week. Yeah. But we're we're doing that for a specific reason. We want to compare and contrast it to. The new one. The new Netflix show that's actually getting good reviews. It's actually got good reviews so far. So I'm we'll kind of curious. But, but that's why we're pushing it out there is because mm-hmm. Lost in Space Netflix comes out in there too. Yes. And we want to compare the two. So while. Lost in Space technically comes out this upcoming weekend. Yeah, we we, we have we're a special one. Um, we yeah. have we have an idea. Got to put TBD, but just stay tuned for some another special edition next week. Yeah, and if it goes the way we think it will, it'll be a it'll be a fun episode. Yes, it will. Um, any final thoughts on tonight? Eh, no, just like I said, watch the movie. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a good date movie. Watch it. Watch some of the Judd Apatow flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks again to the. Chris, for the intro music we have again yep, we, at the we, beginning we, of this one. We dig it. Um, as you can tell, we're sticking it on there. And so we like it. And we didn't have to pay him for it. Yes, which we really like. <laughs> which we really like. Um, other than that, uh, I don't have too much going on. Yeah. So I think we might possibly get dressed at some point again this week and <laughs> yeah. try to do this again. Maybe. Yeah, that whole thing. Get I don't dressed. know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's it for... This movie for Getting Sarah Marshall. Tune in next week for another special episode uh, that is TBD at the moment, but we will let you know mm-hmm. and we'll have a good time. Have a good week. And um, for all you who have to work, suckers. we're not. You're all suckers. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>